Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions, an opportunity for you to get a seat at the table. Today, Glenn Lundy interviews Dariush Sudai, the CEO and founder of Be Unique Group, motivational speaker, sales guru, and author. Make sure to download, subscribe, and share out the Breakfast with Champion podcast because Glenn Lundy believes that if you can change the way people start their day, it'll make a massive impact in their life. So let's pull up a seat and let's join in on Breakfast with Champions. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is Breakfast with Champions, the Millionaire Breakfast Club, your opportunity to get a seat at the table. That's right, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We are here Monday through Friday from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, bringing you motivation, education, and inspiration. We're also here on Saturdays from 6 to noon, giving you an opportunity to be a fly on the wall, maybe ask a question from some of these incredible humans from all around the world. And don't forget our fabulous Club 111. That's at 111 p.m. Eastern Time on Sundays. That is a full-on worship service, sermon, time for prayer. All of those things happens on Sundays. Make sure you don't miss that if that's your jam. And, of course, you can follow our club up there in the right-hand corner of your screen to make sure you don't miss any of these rooms. Also, make sure, if you would, we're just getting started today. We've got many, multiple interviews of superhumans today, including, next up, my man Darius and I are going to spend a little bit of time getting to know each other. Super excited to introduce him to you. So do me a huge favor and hit the plus sign, bottom right-hand corner of that screen. Invite some of your friends to come join us. We truly believe if we can change the way you start your day, it'll make a massive impact in your life. And sometimes all it takes to change the way somebody starts their day is for you to hit that plus button. So hit the plus button. I'm inviting Sharice and Elliot and Rico. I'm going to bring in Dom- Dominique and Emmanuel and Greg. I'm bringing in N- Nara and Joseph and Samantha. I'm going to invite Georgina and Arlene and Ed and Ellen and Sean. We're going to invite Jeff Pianta Panewer and Dula and Awin and Michael Guthrie. Right? Just invite them in here. Tell them, come on in. Let's go. As we change the way they start today, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And last but not least, I do want to remind everybody about the Breakfast with Champions podcast. It would mean the world to us if you would download and subscribe, right? I didn't realize how important that was. Subscribe to the Breakfast with Champions podcast. If you miss a moment today of any of these interviews, you'll be able to catch them later on the podcast. You can rewind. You can fast forward. You can pause. You don't have to miss a minute of all of this yummy, delicious greatness. Fair enough? Fair enough. With that said, I want to introduce everybody to my new friend, Darius Sudai. He is the founder of the Be Unique Group. He is a motivational speaker. He is a sales guru. He is known globally all around the world. And he has an incredibly deep passion for building brands. And not just brands, but brands. But he's dedicated to the teams that support those brands. And that's what I really love about him. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to my friend, Darius, how are you, sir? Glenn, uh, thank you so much. Uh, Jessica, thank you for organizing this uh, podcast uh, or interview. Uh, I've been listening to you, Glenn. I just want to say I'm absolutely honored. I'm speaking to you from Dubai. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with centigrade, but it's about 45 degrees centigrade and about 80% humidity. So I envy you all in the U.S. Good morning, all. (laughs) Well, awesome, man. I know that you were... Uh, going to be joining us the other morning, and apparently the Clubhouse's app is 
it, it's not really functioning over there, but you, you, you figured out a way to make it work. Yeah, we're using VPN. Now, unfortunately, I was sitting there and I just couldn't connect and I couldn't hear anyone. And th there's lots of firsts here. I, every social media platform, uh, when it comes to communication, is banned here apart from Zoom. So we can text, but we can't actually have voice calls. Uh, but you can actually bypass it using VPN. So here I am walking up and down my apartment uh, on VPN and for the first time on Clubhouse. So uh, I'm honored to be here and uh, off we go. By the way, Glenn, the name is Sudi, S-O-U-D-I. Darius Sudi. Indeed, indeed. Yes, sir. Thank so you should, I, should I show you a little bit of, uh, so the listeners can know a little bit about who I am and um, and why I've been invited to speak with you. Is that okay with you? Absolutely, 100%. Dive in. Let's go. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm actually not a professional speaker. It's just I got here by coincidence. I, I'm 55 years old. Um, I was uh, When I was born in Iran, uh, my father died age three. My grandfather took care of me. He died when I was six. Um, and I was kind of passed around family to family. My mom was 23 years of age. Um, but what happened was, I don't know if I was cursed or blessed, but at the age of six, I started counting days. I, was, I became very conscious that life is very short because so many people around me lost their lives all over around me. And, and life was, nothing was guaranteed. So when I see um, young people who just waste time, waste life and um, it just it just doesn't have to be like that. And what, also what I noticed, I wasn't particularly gifted as a person. Every course I ever went to, everywhere I went, I was Mr. Average. But somehow through working hard and grinding and grafting, I've done quite well financially. Um, I don't believe everything is based on finance. About four years ago, five years ago, somebody heard my story and they asked me to speak. And they gave me the dead man slot, which was the last slot on the second day of a two-day event. And there was 150 people in the room. When they heard my story, and I only had, I think, half an hour to speak, but I spoke for about an hour and a half, there were more people in the room than when I actually started. And uh, somebody's opened up a Facebook page, and today I have half a million followers on Facebook. So it's just a coincidental um, motivational speaker. I never intended to be able to inspire people, but I think my story tends to motivate and inspire individuals. That's incredible, man. That's an that's an incredible story, and thank you for sharing that background. I would love to know you. what you shared on that stage that brought all those people in and was able to captivate that audience in such a powerful way. Certainly. Um, I'm, I'm dyslexic, so at school, uh, we, we moved age 13, my mother, my sister, and I moved to, uh, because there was a revolution in uh, 1979 in Iran, and we moved to the UK. And I didn't speak a word of English, so I was literally, I never knew what bullying was. I was bullied at school, but something inside of me never wants to give up. So I learned martial arts, I became a prefect, a head boy at school, um, but, the, but the prejudice of being the only foreigner at school never really stopped. But I just didn't want anything to defeat me. Um, I was dyslexic, so people thought I was stupid. And I didn't want to go into education because the people didn't understand that I was good with numbers, but I wasn't good with written, um, written language. So I went into sales. That's the only job I knew that I could actually financially support my family and not be based on my degrees or uh, level of education. And I did quite well. I did quite well. I met my first wife and she was a beauty therapist and uh, 
I felt there was an opportunity to open health clubs outside city centers. And I opened up a health club and we did very well. And in a matter of, I think, 10 years, we had over 600 staff. I was, uh, I was worth, I think it was, my wealth was valued at over $150 million. And um, in 2009, I lost it all. I lost everything within one year. I got divorced because we just became friends. The passion had run out. We decided to divorce and go our separate ways. I was uh, on a TV documentary in the UK, prime time, six weeks in a row, 7.30 on a Thursday evenings. And I thought, this is great. It's going to get me a date, right? But unfortunately, it got me famous. And I got attacked in my own house. And uh, I got broken into. I was a single dad. And somebody broke in. Four people broke into my house at knife point. My children were in the house. And uh, somehow I talked them out of killing me. I sent them to Dubai, my children, that night. I drove to Spain. On the way back, I had a heart attack. And um, literally, I lost all my wealth within 20, uh, within 12 months. Um, I had a heart attack in the hospital. I just knew there was music still within me. I didn't want to pass away just as, a, as somebody who lost everything in such a short period of time. I, had, I still had to support my kids. So I thought if I live through this, I'm gonna have a, a, a different path, a different path in my life. So I happened to live, I had a bypass um, and you know, I had a, sorry, stents put in. And you know what's amazing, Glenn? Until that time, I honestly thought I was invincible. I thought I was just, nothing was gonna affect my life. And then when you actually see your heart being operated on, on television while you're watching it, and you just realize how fragile life is. So I survived, I was very honest. I tried to sell my business and the people who I was honest with, I set a date of September the 1st, 2009. And the people who were buying my business gazumped me. They paid me 10% and said, screw you. Sue us if you wish. But I was committed to coming to Dubai. So I came here with $750 in my pocket, age 44. And um, literally, imagine as a dyslexic, I'm doing door-to-door -door knocking and I'm doing content writing for people, anything, anything that could earn me money. At the same time, the people who attacked me at my house, they were arrested, caught. And they were put. Um, they went to court, and instead of serving jail time, they got six months house arrest. So what they did was they actually started as a revenge, opened up many many websites against me. I had nothing. I knew nothing about internet stalking, but now internet stalking is one of the most profitable side of my business because I spent about phew, a year learning how to take away websites that were saying untrue things about people, and I didn't realize there was over 10 million people actually being stalked unfairly on the internet. So I kind of use that. Imagine I have $750 in my pocket, the children aren't going to school for six months. Every time I do a deal, somebody does a research on me and horrible things, untrue things are being found on the internet. So again, I thought this is not gonna defeat me. And slowly, slowly I picked up, I was fully booked as a sales consultant for about three months. Um, it's a long story. I was working seven days a week, literally two clients a day. Uh, I realized I need to earn more money because at the time I could only charge certain amounts of money because nobody knew me. Um, but then when my reputation built in this country, I felt I could charge more. And I made a big decision to fire all my clients and double my price. And within one year, I was fully booked again. Sorry, within one month, I was fully booked again. And if the listeners are listening to this, because what I was doing, I'm actually charging 10 times more than I was doing when I first entered Dubai, but my 
what I do is exactly the same as I was doing when I first came to Dubai. And the only thing that's changed is my mindset. And I really, really work on the mindset of an entrepreneur because people pay us what we think we are worth in the marketplace. And so at the time, I didn't, sorry, beg your pardon. I was going to say, let's, let's dig into that. Let's dig into that. Sure. People, people pay us what we think we're worth in the marketplace. So yeah. how do we establish that? And if, if that, that thought process isn't serving us, we look at our bank account. It's not where we want it to be. Exactly. The bank accounts. Yeah. yeah. The bank account is a reflection of how much we think we're worth. Now, here's the thing. We work on our self-worth. We work on the value that we bring to the marketplace. Now, the bigger the headache we fix, the more money we can earn. So look at fixing big headaches. Look at the, put the, wear the hat of the prospect and find out where the headache is and how much that is damaging their livelihood, their business, their profitability. Now, I mentioned that, for instance, people are being stalked. There's a minister of parliament in the UK. There's politicians all over the world being stalked and horrible things being said about them. Imagine how much damaging that is to their reputation or to the, to the potential to earn money. That's where my biggest profitability is because these guys got huge pain. So find out where the pain is in the marketplace. The bigger the problem you fix, the more money you can earn. Yeah, so really define the problem that your avatar, your ideal client is dealing with and figure out a solution for that. Totally, totally, yes. totally, totally get that. Uh, you work with these entrepreneurs or these business owners and you really like to focus on their teams and developing their teams. Can you can you share with us how important it is the people that we surround ourselves with when it comes to that mindset and being able to deliver a really valuable product? Certainly. If I may, Glenn, I'll go back a little bit more before I answer your question. Would that be okay? One hundred percent. Yes, sir. Okay, great, great. And I hope I hope the the listeners are still listening and, and, and are enthusiastic. <laughs> so what happened was I wrote my goals down when I was in Spain. Uh, I had a heart attack and I wrote my goals down because I had to change, have a change of direction. And I truly believe in miracles. So I really want, would love the listeners to write this down that miracles happen every single day. When I wrote my goals down, one of them was to come to Dubai. The other one was to uh, work with children because with children, you know where you stand. If they like you, they hug you. If they don't, they run away. I felt the adults would let me down at that stage of my life. And the other one was to work with my, uh, to meet Muhammad Ali. He was the idol of my life. He's the only thing I remember about my father who used to have me on his lap watching the Ali Fraser fights. And I followed his career and his retirement and his illness and everything he stood for. He was my hero. And I wrote that as a goal to meet him. Now imagine two years down the line, I'm working as a self-employed consultant and I'm selling my time and I felt I was leading to another heart attack. Now I looked at I looked at, on the web and Muhammad Ali had a center called the Ali Center in Louisville, Kentucky, which helps children find the greatness within. So I had this dream and idea that I was gonna bring this Ali Center into Dubai and I was gonna help the tourism, the obesity, and I'm gonna bring Muhammad Ali here, the most famous sportsman on the planet. I was gonna bump into the ruler of this country, sell the idea, and it was gonna be so easy and I was gonna meet my hero. This didn't happen for three years. And all the time, Glenn, I was asking the question, and I think the quality of your life depends on the quality of questions you ask yourself. And I was asking myself, how can I have a business where I'm not selling my time? 
because my earning was always limited to the time I was giving it. And please again, write this down. If you're selling your time, you will never get rich because your time is limited and your energy is limited. So for three years, I asked this question, how can I have a business where I'm not selling my time? And the answer wasn't coming. But what I did was I pitched about 30 different decision makers in this country to bring the Ali Center here into Dubai. I got rejected left, right, and center over this three-year period. I went to saw the crown prince of this country. I did the best presentation you could imagine, and he just rejected me. I was gutted. I was so disappointed. I came to my apartment. I just want to die. I phoned up one of my friends. and I said, it was just the craziest idea. It's not going to work. And he said, Darish, have you ever heard of Facebook? I said, yeah, I have a Facebook page. He said, open up a Facebook page, call it the Ali Center Dubai, and see how many people are interested. So I spent about an hour, wrote a heartfelt letter, and I really urge your listeners, so when you're writing to people, write from the heart. Because when you write from the heart, it gets to the heart. Don't write from the head. So I wrote a heartfelt letter to all of my friends. I think it was about 200 friends on Facebook. I said, I have this dream to open up Ali Center. If I have your support tomorrow morning, if 50 of you support me, I will continue my dream. I posted it, went to bed, woke up in the morning, I had over 1,000 followers. The letter had gone viral. Within two weeks, I had over 40,000 followers. I'm driving down Sheikh Zayed Road, which is the only highway in this country. The phone rings and it's an American voice. Can you be available at 11 o'clock tonight? I said, sure. Sitting around the dining table, the phone rings, I pick up the phone, and it's Lonnie Ali, Mrs. Mrs. Muhammad Ali on the phone. Muhammad has heard about your campaign and he wants to meet you. Can you believe this? <laughs> so within three days, I took about five flights and I went to Louisville, Kentucky to meet my hero. I'm sitting outside the restaurant and I'm by this time I had I think 62 or 63,000 followers on my page. I thought, you know what, how selfish am I? I'm sitting here to meet my hero, but I owe it to all these 60,000 people who followed me. So I took a picture of the menu and the sandwich board outside pointing to the Ali Center saying thank you to all my followers. And within five minutes, I think about seven or 8,000 people replied. And it just blew me away. I thought this internet, this social media is really, really powerful. So when I get back, I'm going to set up a business that does social media management. And I wrote the business plan on the back of a handkerchief, came back within 12 months, I had 200 clients. Then I had a website company, then I had an SEO company, a Google advertising company. Now we turn over about $400 million a year. And it, and, it was, and it was all Glenn. Hey champions, guess what? The Breakfast with Champions podcast airs live every single day, 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. only on the Clubhouse app. So make sure to download Clubhouse and go check out Breakfast with Champions. You're not going to regret it. See you there. Asking a good question repeatedly for three years, not quitting, asking that right question. Believe in miracles happening. And the rest is history. That's an incredible story, man. That is an incredible story. And I love that. Miracles happen every single every day. day. And I also like how you said the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your questions. I think yes. that that's a really, really powerful statement. And I know that for a lot of us, 
the questions that we ask are ultimately determined by you know the way we were raised our perspectives the people that we yes, were sir. around so on and so forth and so how do we expand on that to where we start asking ourselves some of these bigger questions so that we can start to get bigger results beautiful beautiful question now i think first of all it's awareness a lot of people a majority of people live life and they're not aware of what's happening around them so i think first thing is get your aerial out and be aware of what's happening around you be aware of your internal dialogue the way we speak about ourselves to ourselves because often if that internal dialogue was taken out they should be jailed <laughs> The abuse we give ourselves is crazy. So I'm very aware of the conversation I have with myself when it comes to business. Now, instead of asking why, why me, why is this happen? I always ask how. How can I get myself out of this? How can I reach that? Yes, how can I be as rich as him? What has he done to get that? And how can I copy that or emulate it to get to where he is? And the answers are there. We're just not asking the right questions. So instead of asking why, asking ourselves how. I Correct. love that. I think that's really, really, really powerful. You also uh, mentioned that if you're selling your time, you'll never get rich, right? Our yeah. time is a limited yeah. asset. We, almost, we, we have, you know, it's limited. We have very, very little of it. So in the constructs of things and the way that we've been taught, you know, you exchange time for money. That's what you do. You go, you start off at a job getting paid $12 an hour or whatever, and then it's $15 an hour, $20 an hour. It's a 40-hour work week. It's everything right. in the systems uh, is, is really tied to this idea of exchanging time for money. So how do we really break out of that mold, not just mentally, but what are some of the action yeah. steps so we can get out of that uh, rat race that we've been trained to be in? And, and really start to break into this idea of we can add value without attaching it to time. Yes. And may I share a story I heard from Tony Robbins on, a, on a, one of his events. I'm actually a Tony Robbins instructor, and often I go around the world managing some of his teams within his lectures and events. Since that is since COVID, it unfortunately stopped, but I used to travel a lot with Tony Robbins, and he told this story that just blew me away. If I may repeat it, it'll take two minutes to repeat it. Would that be okay? So yes. have your permission? Absolutely. Okay. Would you guys be okay with that? Flash those mics if you're liking this conversation right here. Go ahead and flash those mics if you think that that would be okay. Oh, that's and, nice. I see lots of flashing going on. Thank you, yeah. everyone. I'm, I'm on it. Yeah, this is um, great, man. This is great. Thank you. He was Tony was saying that there was a there was a hub in the U.S. somewhere, and I can't remember the city, but something like uh, DHL used to bring all the flights into this hub and there were many many conveyor belts uh, scanning all these boxes and they were promising 24 hours delivery to the next destination so there were systems to back up the systems to back up the systems because if any conveyor belt went down it'll cost the company millions of dollars per minute per hour so one day a conveyor belt breaks down and the whole the system shuts down in this in this hub and uh, the ceo happened to be there and he instructs his directors to do whatever they can to get this conveyor belt system going again because they were gonna lose millions of dollars an hour. They found him, they found up the company, they found an engineer nearby, they flew him over, he sat down, he looked around the boxes and the guy said, listen, whatever it costs, I'll pay you to fix the system because this is damaging us badly, our reputation, profitability, everything. The guy spent five minutes, opened up his toolbox, picked up the screw, 
opened up the box, put the screw in, turned the screw, and the system started working. And the guy said to him, my God, just write me a bill now and I'll pay you. And the guy wrote a bill for $10,000. And the guy looked at him, the CEO looked at him and said, $10,000 for five minutes? Please, I don't mind, just itemize it. And the guy wrote down, $1 for screw, $9,999 for knowing which screw to turn. So how do we value our knowledge? And often people undervalue their knowledge. Can you hear me guys? We can, we can, yes. Yes, yes. yes. absolutely. So I just thought, you know what? How many of us don't actually feel worthless, worthy? Yes, and I'll give you an example. Three days ago, I had a telephone call. I happened to be in one of Bradley's podcasts. Uh, about four weeks ago in Las Vegas, and somebody phoned me up from Germany, and we're in Dubai, and he said, Darish, I had a company, I, f I get this gut feeling that you can help my company, and we're a sales business. Within four, I said, let's do a Zoom. Within 45 minutes, Glenn, I closed him for $4,000 an hour, one hour Zoom sessions four times a week. I closed him for $16,000, and I said to him, I don't give credit. Within one hour, the money landed in my account. And I'm not saying this because I'm arrogant. I'm saying this because I'm confident, yet I'm humble. So to be successful, you need to be, have a lot of, if you've got too much empathy, you're gonna get walked all over. If you've got too much confidence, you're gonna be arrogant. So you have to have the equal amount of empathy and confidence and you will be successful. Equal amounts of empathy and confidence and you will be successful. I think that is a powerful statement. And we've got about- Equal amounts of empathy. Right, empathy and confidence, right? Oh, you're cutting out on us, I believe. Yeah, Glenn, I'm sorry about that. I wasn't sure if you could hear me or not. Did you hear what I said about empathy and confidence? Yes, equal amounts of empathy and confidence and you will be successful. Indeed. Beautiful, beautiful. Because if you too, if you have yeah, if you have two empathy, if every prospect talks about I can't afford it, when the most common objection on the planet and the most easiest one to overcome is budget, budget constraints. The reason people can't afford our services because we don't have enough value to them. We haven't added enough value to what we're offering. Because if I give a thousand dollars to someone and they give me one thousand and ten dollars back, that's a good investment. True. Absolutely, 100%. So we need to value ourselves. We need to value our experience. We need to value our years of grinding. How much is that costing us time, money? The biggest and the most valuable commodity on the planet is time because we can never get it back. Agreed, 1,000%. And we're actually running out of time here. We've got about four minutes left. So there's two things I would like to do. I've got a, a big question for you that I'll ask you here in just a second. But before I do that, I do want to give you the opportunity. Is there a, a project that you're currently working on or how can we best connect and serve you? I so appreciate you taking your time, all of the energy and effort that it took for you to be here. You're dropping all kinds of freaking gems on everybody in the room today. So how can we connect with you and serve you best with what you've got going on right now? Honestly, what I'm doing is I've got no products to sell. I just want to inspire people to become 
have a life of abundance. I really, really believe that my calling in life is just inspire people. I'm not a life coach. I can't help people in marriages, but 80 percent of being successful is the mindset. You can connect with me on. I don't know if Glenn. I think you promoted me uh, on one of your pages, Daryush Sudi official. And I'm not going to spell it. It takes too long. But Daryush Sudi official. Please connect with me on Instagram, Facebook. Any questions you have, send it to me. My team will send the good questions over. I'll answer them and I'll help you as much as I can. All I know is that um, things have taken off and 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 the feedback is really positive. And I am changing lives. I'm getting messages. People I helped five years ago saying meeting you was amazing. And you know what? That's a legacy leave behind. I want truthfully knowing that when I die, I want 10, 15,000 people turning up to my funeral and, and leave that legacy for my children and grandchildren to do the best they can and serve humanity as much as possible. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love your heart. Um, I love what you bring to the table. Uh, those of you that are in the room that you haven't followed uh, Darius yet, you should do that right now. Take action follow this human obviously doing exceptional things in the world and is going to continue to do so and so i'm going to leave you with this last question uh, i'm going to put you up on top of a mountain real quick i just want you to imagine that you're at the top of a mountain and all of civilization is at the base of the mountain right and they're yes. cheering your name right darius yes. darius 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 they're cheering your name the, all of civilization and they walk over and they hand you a mic they say you've yeah, got two you've minutes, two minutes to drop something on them, some practical application wisdom, something they can apply in their life today, this week, this month, this year. What are you going to tell them? I think you cut out on us. Did you guys lose, Did you guys lose them or just me? No. I don't hear him. Have we done hear him? He has a great interview with Brad Lee, though. I know this guy from that. He's awesome. Beautiful. Can you hear me? Okay, we can hear you now. Sorry about that. That's all right. I'm sorry about it. I was on top of a mountain without any reception. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, you're from, from what I caught, from what I caught, uh, people downstairs, they give me a mic, and I've got to say something valuable for two, two, two minutes, correct? Yes, something they can apply in okay. their life today, this week, this month, this year. Okay. Constantly educate people. Spend time becoming an expert in whatever you're doing. Because when you're educating people, they see you as an expert and you're adding value to your brand. One. Then I spend the next hour, one, one minute and 55 seconds giving love and hugging people. Because love is the most powerful energy on the planet. And we take it lightly. So constantly invest in yourself, educate people, and give and get as much love unconditionally as possible in your life. I think that might be one of my favorite ones, man. I've asked that Thank question you. on every interview, and I absolutely love that. I love who you are. You're an incredible human. I am so grateful to be connected with you. And thank oh, you man. so very much for spending some time with us here on Breakfast with Champions. If you guys would, please unmic and let's celebrate my man and all that he just brought to the Breakfast with Champions table. Thank wow. you so much. Thank you. 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 Thank
You have no idea. I'm here, other side of the world, shaking. So thank you so much for all your love. And Glenn, if you want me back, I'm here anytime. Just ask. Bring you back. And thank you so much for sharing this space and time with us. It means the world to me. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.